Hey, what is going on, everybody? Jamie Shaw here, Absolute Basketball Podcast. We are here for Episode 10 and Season 2. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Uh, we're going to go through today, we're going to go through the 2023 rankings, which we just dropped yesterday at Rivals. Uh, going to go through a whole bunch of that. And I'm going to go through positions. Kind of, um, We're coming up on the live period here. Um, kind of give a broad stroke overview of what I look through what I look for in players positionally. I know this question has come up a lot, um, especially yesterday with these ranking stuff. Everybody was asking, like, well, you know, he does this, he does that, he does this. I'm not answering specific questions as to why specific players were not uh, in, in rankings and all that type of stuff as I, I was getting hit up all over the country. Um, you know, and thank you to everybody that did reach out, too, about how good uh, – we'll get into that in a little bit. But I'm not answering specifically – uh, why specific players weren't in and out and all that type of stuff too. But just looking for a broad stroke overview of some check marks uh, that look for, um, you know, within the positions uh, of prospects, of high school prospects, of some natural things that they do um, innately uh, at a high level and all that type of stuff. Um, you know, so we'll see how it goes. We'll go through it. Um, you know, I might delete it and, and, and end it up later. You know how they do on, on Instagram, you know, uh, felt good about this photo, but might delete it later. So, you know, feel good about this topic going into it. We'll see how it goes um, and then go from there. But before we get into it, I ask everybody, if you would, please go ahead, subscribe uh, to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it at. If you would, go ahead and rate it five stars. Uh, that would be great. Leave a comment below what you liked um, about uh, this podcast. I want to hear what you liked about the 2023 class, uh, who you love that we ranked high, um, who we left out. I want to hear what your thoughts are about the players that I talk about. Um, and all that, and, and the positions and all that stuff, please just leave your comments below here, rate five stars, and then also let me know what you want to hear about in the future as well. So subscribe, rate five stars, and uh, leave comments below. I want to hear all that. That helps um, me greatly. That helps uh, get this podcast out to more people. But, you know, without further ado, here is episode 10, season two, Absolute Basketball Podcast with Jamie Shaw. Uh, so yesterday was rankings day. What a great day rankings day is. Um, you know, we at Rivals, uh, it was done primarily with Rob Cassidy, who was the director, the lead guy, and then myself and Dan McDonald, um, you know, jump in. And it was done over probably a five or six week period uh, where we first started doing it. And then as we went through, we kind of accumulated um, all of our common notes and, and, and moved it accordingly um, over that five and six week period. Uh, we, we had the 2021s come out, then 2022s, um, and then football uh, had a couple weeks of putting their rankings out, and then we went back to our 2023s that just came out yesterday. Um, no change up at top. DJ Wagner, the number one guy, Camden, New Jersey, went undefeated this past year, playing on the 17U circuit, uh, EYBL with the New Jersey Scholars. Um, the son of Dewan Wagner um, scored 100 points at high school, goes to the same high school as his dad did as well, Dewan Wagner Jr., DJ Wagner. Um, goes to Camden High School, just like Pops did. Um, DJ, he's just super smooth. The game comes easy to him. Nothing ever looks rushed. He's got all the skills. He's got all the counters. He's got all the abilities um, out there to get to his spots and make a shot. So he can score off the two-dribble pull-up. He can score off the catch and shoot. Uh, he can act as a secondary ball handler. Um, he plays tough defense. He's a really strong, willing defender. Um, as well, too, which really shines uh, for him also, too. So there was no, uh, not even a question of any change up at top. And as of right now, within our conversation, there's nobody who can threaten necessarily at current point uh, that number one spot. Uh, but we'll get into somebody who could, if things come together, possibly get into that conversation. But as of right now, DJ Wagner is the lone uh, person the conversation starts and stops uh, with him at number one. We did have a jump up, though, at number two. Uh, 
with uh, Omaha Baloo. He jumped up. I believe he was number six previously. He jumped up to number two um, out of Waukee, Iowa High School last year. He just recently um, announced that he was going to transfer to Montverde Academy playing this summer with Mocan Elite EYBL on the 16U circuit. Um, six foot eight, big, strong, long arm frame body. Um, he's a very, very, very active defender. Uh, he plays with some pop. He can get up above the rim and weak side rim protect a little bit. Good rebounder. He's able to rebound and push the floor as well. Um, he's a modern day type of type of foreman. He's an, he's a switchable foreman. Uh, something that we'll get into later here um, in this is, is you know what we look for positionally. But he's he, he's a modern day switchable type foreman. He's got a little bit of Bam Adebayo type of stuff in him. Um, you know, with his ability to both pass from the high post offensively, his, you know, freak athleticism and frame um, as well, but also his, his switchability on defense. He can guard at the high school level. He can guard the one through five. As he progresses through, you know, that, that'll probably uh, shrinking down, uh, you know, to probably three positions. But still, very switchable um, and able to hold his own uh, guarding the opposing team's best player and playing with fire, playing with uh, purpose and all that type of stuff as well. It's going to be great to see him at uh, Montverde uh, this year. Already the rumors are circulating that Jalen Duran uh, will be leaving in 2021 um, after Peach Jam, he will announce. Um, you know, but they've got Kwame Evans coming in, the six foot ten guy, uh, 2023 prospect coming from Baltimore Poly. Um, you know, they got Omaha Baloo coming in. Uh, they got Derek Whitehead holding over. Um, they got guards. They got Scott Clark, uh, Kentucky commitment, who'll be coming in. Jaden uh, Jalen Hutchinson is going to be holding over. Um, you know, so they're going to have they're going to have a ton of players again. It'll be great to see how Omaha Blue fits in, how he carves out his niche, and what he's able to do, kind of, uh, with that team and the versatility, and and how he's able to grow. Uh, with that Montverde, but we felt very, very secure moving him up to the number two spot. There's a lot of stuff he does. The one bugaboo about his game is the jump shot, um, but how he changes the game defensively and how he's able to, um, you know, plug and play in on offense with the, both the ability to grab and go off the rebound, and he can initiate some. He can, you know, he can he can swipe through, get downhill, uh, attack the basket uh, from the wing, from the high post, and he can also facilitate a little bit with some passing as well. Um, his versatility and stuff on both ends really jumped him up. Now, uh, the biggest debut that we had in this rankings uh, – we stretched it out from 30 to 100, but the biggest debut that we had was J.J. Taylor. Uh, out of Kenwood Academy in Illinois, he is a Mac Irvin Fire, 16U EYBL player. Uh, the, you know, he is a lengthy and explosive play-creating wing. I mean, he has everything that is valuable right now in basketball, um, especially at the highest level, at the pro level. Uh, he has that. He's explosive. He's long. He can make shots. And he plays with a ton of confidence. Um, you know, and it was after seeing him play, he's the one that we're talking about that could possibly, if he continues to tighten things up, um, if he continues to, you know, show progression and, and getting downhill and attacking the rim and uh, playing aggressively and all that type of stuff with the ball in his hands, he's the one who could possibly push uh, DJ Wagner for that number one spot in the long term. Now that's six months to a year off where that conversation could be had. Not saying it's been had yet as DJ Wagner is the only person in the conversation for number one right now. JJ Taylor is one. However, if he continues to tighten things up, if he continues to aggressively attack the basket in the half court setting um, and, you know, and, and making shots and teetering the line between an explosive downhill athlete and a shot making shot, creating a wing from the perimeter, you know, with his size and frame and all that type of stuff too. He is one who could, continue to rise up from that number four, but he was the highest riser. Uh, probably the biggest storyline there 
um, in, in the top 10 that we had. Um, you know, some other five-star debuts that we had within the 2023 rankings, Marvell Allen, uh, the six-foot-four combo guard out of Calvary Christian in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, you know, he, he, is, he, is a, he is the epitome for a combo guard. Usually the combo guard is given, or a lot of times, not usually, a lot of times a combo guard moniker is given to a player because he doesn't handle it or create well enough to be a one, and he doesn't shoot it well enough to be a two. So we'll just plug him in here at the combo guard spot because he defends pretty well and he attacks downhill and stuff, but he's kind of positionless. Um, well, Marvell Allen is called a combo guard because he can actually play both positions. He can score it, create it, uh, and shoot it well enough to be a two with the 6'4 size, but he can also get you into sets um, you know, and handle it well enough and create well enough to be also a, number, a, a point guard. He debuted in at number nine. Um, love what he brings to the table. He competes. He plays at a high level. They won a state championship at Calvary Christian. Um, you know, he plays on our team with Taylor Hendricks and uh, Greg Glenn, uh, both top 100 players in the 2022 class. Um, you know, Marvell is the guard on that team. Uh, he's, he's a guy who uh, will continue to rise. He fills in a lot of spots. What I would like to see from Marvell moving forward is to really, really come out with a, with a dominant, with an alpha attitude. Both his high school team and his AAU team are loaded. They're completely stacked teams. Um, you know, and he is clearly the best player on the floor each time he steps on it. But, you know, you, you have guys like DJ Wagner who go out every single time and you know he's going to go for 20, 25 points uh, while playing smoothly, looking good, and all that type of stuff. You know, I would like to see Marvell come out with that kind of dominant alpha attitude, you know, moving forward consistently. You know, I am the man. Give me the dang on ball. I'm going to go make some stuff happen. Um, you know, we'll go from there. We'll see, though. He fits it. He plugs and plays in a lot of spots. That number nine hole is a great spot for him right now. Uh, the upside is very clear with him. He's an unbelievable kid as well. A uh, great interact with, very um, vibrant uh, type of personality, too. Uh, the next one was Bryson Warren. Um, I got to see him uh, a couple times this summer. He is an Omaha Blues teammate. He's the point guard on that Mocan Elite 16U EYBL team. Um, he's originally out of North Rock, uh, North Little Rock, Arkansas. He just transferred this year to Linkier Prep uh, in Missouri. Um, Long-armed, quick-twitch point guard. He's able to touch the paint at will um, and make a play. Um, he, he, he doesn't ever get too rushed when he gets into the paint. This is something that we're going to talk about later. Um, but he's able to touch it without a screen. He's able to get downhill into a spot. He doesn't get bumped off of his spot. Um, as the defender recovers, um, he gets downhill. He'll make the pitch to where the, pass is, to where the defense is coming from. He'll make a floater. Uh, he'll dunk it. He'll finish at the rim uh, through contact and one, all that type of stuff too. And he gets in the lane so easily. I didn't see a lot of jump shots from him, but he did take two of them in the three games I watched, um, and, he, and he made them both. They look good coming out of his hand and stuff. It's just not something that he prioritizes at this point in time because he's able to get to the paint so easily um, at this level. Um, but he's another one, a high-level point guard. He's going to get recruited by the highest of high-level uh, you know, teams across the country. I know he's got like 20 or so offers right now, Tennessee, Kansas, uh, Arkansas, the list goes on and on and on of top-notch programs who are recruiting uh, Bryson Warren. But he, he made the debut at number 16. Uh, at number 18, Tyler Smith, um, he is, uh, he's an upside type of guy, a guy who has always been big and fluid, and that, that's a great start. Um, you know, but, you know, th that bigness and that fluidity, now it's coming with toughness. Now it's coming with – um, a nose for the basketball. Now he's standing six foot eight, six nine. Um, you know, and, and now his his height, his size, his length, his pop, and his fluidity is is producing. The lefty is showing a jump shot now as well. Uh, you know, when his feet are set, he's knocking that thing down as well. Um, you know, he debuted in at number eighteen. 
the Texas product will possibly be one as his game, game continues to round out, as he continues to get stronger, um, as he figures out a couple things off the bounce, as he figures out a couple things with the jump shot and everything as well. You know, just as he continues to just naturally grow older, um, he is one to watch out for um, possibly rising from number 18 as well. Um, you know, he's, he's got all the, all the tools and the, um, you know, the frame. And like I said, he's shooting the ball well off the catch now, off the set shot um, and all that too. So continue to watch Tyler Smith debut at number 18. Aaron Bradshaw at number 19. He's another one, seven foot tall, uh, incredibly fluid and athletic. Um, you know, this is one of those ones right now, give bigs time. Um, the name that comes to mind is like a, a Mitchell Robinson uh, for Aaron Bradshaw. He's legit seven foot. Um, you know, he's got the dexterity and the mobility uh, to be able, you know, between the legs dunk, uh, you know, the East Bay dunks and everything and, and warm-ups and stuff. He runs the floor like a gazelle um, incredibly well switching ends. He's a rim protector. Um, and the offensive game's coming along. You know, he's a 16-year-old seven-footer. Um, you know, so, you know, you give them time, but the natural stuff there is just stuff that people that, – that, that they don't have. Uh, Aaron Bradshaw is the guy who can make a run, you know, a top five type player in the class. When we're looking back at this class five years from now, we can look at Aaron Bradshaw as a possible lottery pick, uh, you know, one and done lottery pick type stuff. Um, you know, he, he's just got that type of game that the NBA right now is looking for. Bigs are kind of replaceable unless they have some, you know, some, some freakish type of ability within what they do and the way that Aaron Bradshaw moves, the way that he switches, the way that he protects the rim and all that type of stuff. If he continues to play tough, that's going to be the big key for him. If he continues to play tough, if he gets in there, scraps and plays tough, there's a very good chance that he could, that he could hear his name called lottery pick type stuff um, and, you know, be one of the top three to five players in this entire class um, minimally. I mean, possibly be the best one overall. Um, you know, he's just got that, that, those type of tools um, that type of fluidity, that type of movement, that type of lateral ability, that type of vertical ability um, in his game. And he's got touch. I mean, he can step out and knock down a shot as well. Um, you know, it's just like a, a ball of clay right now. And it's just, you know, is Michelangelo putting it together or is, you know, Patrick Swayze from Ghost putting it together? Um, he debuted at number 19. Don't be surprised to see him as he continues to progress and keep moving up as well. Then Justin Edwards, uh, six 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 seven wing out of Imatep. Uh, charter school in Philadelphia. Uh, he is playing for team final 16 U team. Uh, Aaron Bradshaw, by the way, also he's a high school teammate of DJ Wagner, also an AAU teammate, uh, Camden, New Jersey, Camden high school. Uh, and then the scholars elite 17 U EYBL program, uh, Justin Edwards, um, six, 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 seven wing. He plays for team final 16 U EYBL program. Um, you know, he's a lefty guy who has always been a shooter uh, just, you know, not just recently, but he's, he's now addressing a role for this team. He's the best player on this team. He's a central focus on this team, but he's lining up all over the floor. Sure, he can still catch and shoot. He can knock it down off the catch. With, I mean, the, the jump shot's pure and smooth. But the length and the athleticism, he's lining up at the high post. He's ripping through, getting downhill off the bounce. Um, you know, the game is really, really starting to come together for him uh, as to being a, a creating wing who can attack all over the floor. And, you, and when you build as a six 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 seven wing with an already smooth and pure lefty jump shot, um, adding all the other stuff on top of it is only gravy. Uh, you can make a long living being a six foot seven spot shooter. Um, you know, but the ability to play at the high post, the ability to create off the high post, the ability to rip through two dribbles and pull up, the ability to rip through and get all the way to the basket and dunk on somebody's head, uh, the ability to defend uh, in the passing lanes and do all that type of stuff. Sky's the limit. As I said earlier. 
all the rage now in the NBA, everything is basketball centered around the creating wing, the play creating wing. Now, if you can shoot, you can play for a long time and do all that stuff. But if you can create, if you can create from that wing spot, you you, you can play play for a long time and make a ton of money um, as well. Justin Edwards is starting to dive into um, that type of play right now, um, and he's growing into that. It'll be interesting to see this next year for him how he continues to grow into that. But those were the debuts, uh, top twenty-five guy debuts uh, or top twenty-one, I guess. Uh, debuts within the rankings as we stretch it from 30 to 100. Now, I am based in North Carolina, so I want to go through my region of guys who ended up being ranked in, in, from the state of South Carolina. We had at number 20, Gigi Jackson, 6'9", uh, 2023, out of Ridgeview High School in Columbia, South Carolina. Fluid, lengthy, plays with a lot of pop ball skills, and, and the sky is the limit for him as a prospect. He is one who will probably continue to rise as well. Brandon Gardner. Uh, he is uh, out of West Columbia, Gray Collegiate High School. He plays for Team Thaddy YBL 17U team, 6'7". Um, he's probably the quickest leaper uh, in the class. Six foot seven, he's got a seven foot wingspan. Um, and, and he is good for about a body a game. Uh, he, he jumps so quick and his arms are so long. Um, it, it catches you by surprise. You can even be completely prepared for it in the scouting report. He catches it and he's always ready, always prepared. Um, you know, he rolls square to the basket. It catches it ready to leap. Um, you know, he, last time I watched him play was two weekends ago. In um, two games, he probably had 12 dunks, including um, on, on top of a seven-footer from one step. Um, just the incredible, immense around, uh, amount of pop around the basket uh, Gardner has. He came in at number 32. And then Jordan Butler um, at Christ, uh, Christ Church Episcopal out of Greenville, South Carolina, number 48, younger brother of John Butler, who is a freshman now at Florida State, uh, six-foot-ten. Um, you know, he, he is able to handle, shoot, and pass. He can play out of the uh, – he's got moves on the block. Uh, he can face up, do some things from the high post. He can hit a stretch three um, as well. Uh, toughness around the basket and all that type of stuff too. So, uh, another one that, you know, as things continue to progress, could continue to rise. He's playing for AOT's um, EYBL 16U team as well. From North Carolina, start off Robert Dillingham Combine Academy, Team CP3 16 EYBL team. Uh, number eight, Caleb Foster. Um, He's a North Carolina-based guy, but he plays for Oak Hill Academy, uh, which is in Virginia. But we got him at number 10, Team Curry, uh, Under Armour 17U team um, for Caleb Foster, 6'4 point guard. Um, Mikey Williams, number 14. Not sure who he's playing AAU with this summer. I know he played a couple games with We All Can Go. Uh, he played at Lake Norman Christian this past year. Um, not sure if he's staying there as well. Uh, there's been talk about him moving, talk about him going to overtime, talk about uh, lots of talk about where he'll be at next year. As for now, uh, haven't heard anything other than Lake Norman Christian as to where he finished last year at. So, so we'll keep him in North Carolina. We got him at number 14, uh, the six foot two guard. Um, Brandon White, Winston Salem Christian, Team United, EYBL 16 U team, six foot 10 rim protector. He's a rim protecting big man who rebounds the ball, moves incredibly well. Getting better every single day, only 16 years old. He's getting better every single time he steps on the floor. Last time I saw him, he actually showed some go-to moves over the left shoulder. If he continues to develop that, that low block game at the rate that it looked like he had uh, these past couple of viewings that I had of him, um, 52 is going to be pretty low for him uh, because he already comes in elite rebounder, elite shot blocker. Aiden Holloway, number 56, played last year at Covenant Day School in Charlotte. He just announced last week that he will be going – up to La Lumiere out of Indiana, um, you know, the six-foot point guard, CP3. Uh, he's Warbert Dillingham's 
backcourt mate on that team CP3 16U EYBL team. Um, he's a shot maker. I mean, he's got the, the range out to 30 feet. And he's not afraid to let it fly. Um, I'll be interested to see how he does in that backcourt with JJ Starling and Jeremy Fears uh, this year up at La Lumiere. Um, big step and uh, big step up for him and uh, eager to see how he goes at number 56. And then um, Tashik Musaka, uh, probably a new name for many of them out there. He plays for Rashid Wallace Select 17U team. Um, and then he played last year at Jordan, uh, Jordan High School, where Rashid Wallace um, coached at, was the head coach. Uh, this year he's transferred over to Good Better Best Academy in Durham, North Carolina. Again, he's being taught by Rashid Wallace, six foot ten, uh, tons of pop, good hands, uh, plays well out of the dunker spot, uh, blocks shots. He's tough on the rebounds as well. And he's being taught by Rashid Wallace, so you're kind of betting on that upside. Um, you know, he's got the length, he's got the natural athleticism and the pop and stuff. Um, he's got the instincts, he's got the hands. Now he's being taught by Rashid Wallace, a lot to like there to kind of gamble on putting him in at number 98, um, in the rankings. And then out of Virginia, we mentioned Caleb Foster earlier, Oak Hill Academy at number 10. We had Dennis Parker, um, at, uh, Jay, uh, John Marshall, uh, number 40 team loaded, uh, 16U, uh, six foot six wing, incredibly athletic downhill, uh, wing. Hasn't played in a while, though, so that was the cause for a little bit of drop as he continues to come back uh, and play his way uh, into his ranking. Uh, Deshaun Harris-Smith, Paul the Six, he also plays for Team Takeover EYBL 16U team, uh, 64. He's kind of a glue guy, kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades, do, do a little bit of everything guy. He defends, um, you know, on, on the block. He can pass it well. He can handle it a little bit. Um, he can get downhill to the basket. Just kind of a, a high-level do-it-all guy. Carl Lang, number 76, again, team loaded North, uh, or sorry, team loaded Virginia 16U team on the, on the Adidas circuit. Lefty 6'9, 6'10 guy who, uh, who's really incredibly fundamental, knocks down the jump shot and plays very tough, high academic kid too. Um, plays St. Anne's Belfield out of Charlottesville, Virginia. Justin Taylor is his high school teammate, um, number 76. And then Curtis Blair, the uh, third, 99. Uh, he's been injured uh, most of the, uh, for a while as well uh, during COVID. He goes to the Stewart School, which is where Efton Reed started at uh, in Richmond, Virginia. Um, he's also a six foot six wing, uh, kind of just does a lot. Dad played at a high level of college basketball as well. Um, you know, so he slid in there at number 99. So those are the guys out of my area uh, where they came in at South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia. So congratulations to everybody who landed in the rankings uh, yesterday that we dropped. Shout out to Rob Cassidy. Shout out to Dan McDonald. Make sure that you go follow them. Uh, go search for them on Twitter um, and stuff and go follow all their information. Rob's based out of Florida. Dan McDonald, he runs the events and everything that happened at uh, Lake Point in Atlanta. So make sure that y'all go check them out and everything. And if y'all need some events and everything, make sure you go check out what Lake Point's doing down there in Atlanta too. Uh, congrats, guys. Great job on these rankings. Um, you know, we can't wait for June. But speaking of June, we're coming through. Uh, this idea came yesterday as, you know, and also too, I want to shout out everybody that, 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 that thanked and congratulated, um, overwhelmingly, you know, you're not gonna make everybody happy, but overwhelmingly people love the rankings. Uh, you know, the, the stuff coming from all over the country, I was getting texts and calls from college coaches and, uh, you know, even AAU coaches, high school coaches, players, and all that stuff from across the country. Um, you know, a lot of them came from the East Coast, which is, you know, where I, where I go all the way up to, uh, you know, the New England area, uh, down to, uh, you know, Florida, South Carolina, Georgia, you know, all the way in between, you know, Philadelphia and, and all the way in between. And um, the overwhelming amount of response of positivity uh, with the rankings. We were really proud of them, too. And obviously, 
every time you put out a ranking, you're not gonna make everybody happy. So some people were coming in and asking the question and, that, and that's what kind of led to this next little segment as to things that I'm, I look for when I scout. Obviously I have a scouting report that goes out to hundred, you know, well now it's over 200 coaches um, every single week. Um, I send out scouting reports of the events and everything that I go to. Um, so, you know, it goes out to over 200 coaches. Um, and, and I wanted to kind of go into is what I look for positionally. Now, this is very a broad stroke view. Um, this is not in every situation. There's always outliers um, w- w- which come, you know, that th- you notice with experience or you notice that somebody is just an insanely good athlete that overcomes lack of skill set at certain positions um, or, or somebody is in so insanely skilled um, of a shooter that it could make up for some deficiencies in athleticism or whatever the case may be. There are always outliers that don't fall within the norm. But I want to go through kind of some, some, some variants of things as to what I look for uh, in, in specific positions. Um, we'll start with the point guard position. Um, the, the main overall lying thing, it's a very broad stroke term, but can you create? Uh, creating for yourself or others. You know, it doesn't matter. You're the primary person with the ball in your hands. Are you able to create plays? Now, um, if that play is for yourself, you know, you look toward the NBA, you have the Russell Westbrooks of the world. You have the Damian Lillards of the world. You have the Steph Currys of the world. Those guys are great at, at creating space and creating opportunities uh, for themselves to shoot. But the ball's in their hands so much, defense comes, collapses, they're able to dump off the pass and, and make a play for others as well. And that's kind of the, the fine line that's straddled. Gone is the 80s and the 70s of, of a point guard um, not looking for their, own, for their own shot, not looking for their own ability of what they're able to do. Um, gone are the days of the point guard that can't shoot a three. Uh, that's just not a thing right now. Um, you have to be able to shoot the ball. You have to be able to create for yourself, but you also have to be able to create for others and everybody else around you as well. You're going to have the, again, you're going to have the ball in your hand the majority of the game. Are you able to create? Now, again, create for yourself or create for others, but for your team, are you able to create? Looking down at that with, with creation, are you able to touch the paint? Now, you can create for yourself by, by, by shooting 30-foot step-back jump shots, sidestep threes with James Harden gathers, and all that type of stuff too. But that is something that the translation of that uh, will be questioned, especially, you know, if, if you're a 6-foot, six 6'1", 5'11", 5'10", whatever the case may be, guard. The translation of that is going to be in question. Are you able to consistently get into the paint without having a screen? And outside of that, are you able to make a read? Now, the read, again, broad stroke term, the read could be a floater, a dunk, a finish at the rim, a pull-up jump shot, a pass, a dump-down pass, a lob pass, a pass to where the defender is coming from. Are you able to get into the paint, one, and after you get to the paint, are you able to make a read? So, one, can you create for others, or can you create for your team? Two, are you able to get into the paint and make a read? And then three, can you defend the point of attack? Now, there's a lot of other guys, there's a lot of things, you know, especially once you get to the highest levels in the league and stuff. We're not talking about that right now. This is high school players. Can you defend the point of attack? Once you get to the league, you have some guys that are, you know, Jokic, he's a play creator. LeBron James, they run offense through him. All that type of stuff too. Different type of, different type of situation. Going from high school to college, can you defend the point of attack? Can you create a play? Can you touch the paint and make a read? 
Can you consistently touch the paint and make a read? Can you defend the point of attack? Self-explanatory. Those are some things that look for at the point guard, you know, for the highest level. Those are some check marks that we have. Now, there's some other things that go into a positional size, um, you know, shooting and all that type of stuff as well. But can you create? Can you touch the paint consistently and make a read? Can you defend the point of attack? Now, shooting guard, off-ball guard, obviously. It's within the name. Can you shoot the ball? What does the jump shot look like? Is it consistent? What's the bounce look like? What's the release look like? All that type of stuff that goes, do you make shots? Um, you know, because there are different there's – there's a difference. Are you a shooter or are you a scorer? Um, you know, th there's a difference in being a scorer. You can be a scorer. Timmy Allen last year, I believe, averaged 17 points a game at, at Utah, but he shot like 25% from three. Um, you know, th there's – there's differences within that. Uh, are you a shooter? Are you a scorer? Uh, can you shoot the ball? Looking at the shooting guard, can you shoot the ball? Uh, then you look at, can you see the floor? I think being able to see the floor, again, a broad stroke term that it comes to um, of being a scorer. Uh, if you can see the floor, not, that, that doesn't necessarily mean just passing. Can you get to your spots? Are you able to, within two dribbles, get to your spots? Obviously, the point guard, the main ball handler, He's, he's got the ball in his hands more. He's going to be able to dribble, create, and do all that type of stuff too. Shooting guard, within two dribbles, can you get to your spot to score the basketball? Can you see the floor and be able to survey and do that? And then also, can you act as a secondary ball handler? Obviously, the point guard is going to be the primary guy, the shooting guard. Can you act as a secondary ball handler? You look at the Brad Beals of the world, um, you know, and all that type of stuff too. Are you able to initiate offense in a pinch? Um, are you able to restart the offense up at the top, get your team into sets, do all that type of stuff. The shooting guard, what does the jump shot look like? Can you see the floor? And um, can you act as a secondary ball handler? Those are some things you look at as, as a shooting guard. As a small forward, the defense. The small forward, a lot of times, the defense, the athleticism, um, and the length. Are you able to aggressively get downhill to the rim? Can you create for yourself in the half court? Um, you know, that, that's a big thing um, at the small forward position. Can you create for yourself off, off, off at the half court? Do you cut well off the ball? Uh, you know, that, that's another big thing, too. Matthew Cleveland last year uh, going to Florida State, top 20 player um, in the 2021 class out of Pace Academy Atlanta, was probably the best cutter off the ball in the high school class. That made up for some lack that he might have had shooting the jump shot. That made, made up for a little lack that he might have had in ball handling um, was his uh, incredible ability to, to, to cut off the ball with purpose and finish at the rim and, you know, make a play with that. Um, you know, you have other guys uh, like Aiden Shaw in this year's class out of uh, Kansas. You know, he's 6'8 and incredibly long, you know, so he's able to defend multiple spots up and down a lineup. He can go he – can, he can switch onto the twos. He can go to the fours um, and all that type of stuff as well. And he's great in transition, playing in the passing lanes and everything. If you could turn defense and offense um, and all that type of stuff too, that's, that's kind of the small forward position. But ideally, you want to be able to get to your spot within, again – you know, out of the half court, get downhill to the basket, finish at the rim, and really, really guard. Really be able to guard versatility across the lineup at the small four position. Power four position. Name of the game at the power four position, toughness. You want to have offensive and defensive versatility um, at that position as well. Um, you know, can you uh, – uh, can you stretch the floor? Can you knock down a catch-and-shoot jump shot? You don't have to be able to necessarily – 
um, you know, create for yourself, go off the bounce and, and do all that. But can you make a catch and shoot jump shot from three? And can, do you have versatility on defense and offense? Again, just like the small four position, the power four position, you're going to need to be able to guard. You're going to be able to switch and do all that type of stuff. And you're also going to need to really be able to rebound because you're going to want your center to be a rim protector. We'll get into that in just a second, but you're going to need to be able to, to get in there, scrap, do the tough guy stuff, um, rebound the basketball and provide versatility both on offense and defense, catch and shoot threes, pick and pop type stuff um, uh, from the three um, uh, position. And can you move the ball around a little bit too as well? Um, but yeah, the four man, the toughness is the name of the game for the four man. You can be anywhere from six, five to six, 10 toughness, versatility, um, you know, stretching the floor a little bit and all that. And then from the center position, the two things that I look at the most from the center position at a high school kid, how well do you move and how good are your hands? If you can move well and you have good hands, you have a chance to be a very good player. Obviously, the taller you get, the better. You know, if you're a seven-footer who moves well with great hands, that, that there's a lot of upside there. Um, but then coming from that, you look at how well do you protect the rim and how well do you rebound. Uh, but those are more things that you get to – as you progress toward the pro level. Um, obviously, as a 16-year-old, 6'10", 6'11", 7'6", however old, however tall you are, um, at, you know, 16, how well do you move and how good are your hands? How well do you move? How good are your hands? That's what, you know, you look like at, at the center position. And then, obviously, the toughness comes into play. Then, obviously, the rebounding. Then, obviously, the rim protection. Uh, I would probably say rim protection uh, – is the highest out of all that type of stuff as well. How well do you move your hands? And then once we see you have that, can you protect the rim? Do you have that innate ability uh, to protect the rim, both hands going up um, to block shots, the timing of it, doing it without fouling, straight up walling up, all that type. How does that look from the center position? Um, you know, and then obviously all of this stuff is at the higher, highest levels. This, this is looking at it, taking a, a – a world's eye view from the highest level of projecting kids coming off of that 2023 20, rankings, the highest level of projecting kids. Now, obviously, as you get lower in the mid-major, the low major, you're going to have to take some of the stuff off the box because obviously these low major schools aren't going to be able to get, get you know, a, a six foot five shooting guard who shoots the cover off of it, can act as a secondary ball handler and sees the floor incredibly well. That's not going to drop to the low major level. You know, it might be a six-foot-one guy who shoots the cover of, off of it and sees the floor well, or a five-nine guy even, you know, the Chris Clemens of the world, um, you know, and all that stuff too. Uh, you know, the point guard position, you know, it might be somebody who, um, who can create for himself and others but can't touch the paint, you know, at the lower levels and all that type of stuff too. But, again, this is the checklist. This is a checklist. This is a starting point for a highest-level type player looking at from – high school into college. And then all of, a, all of a sudden you get down further into the ranks. And obviously too, not everybody's going to have this. Like just because you're a point guard um, in the top 100, top 150 does not mean you, you have all these tools. These are special players. Again, these are the highest level, top 25 type guys, the highest level that I just went through and all this type of stuff too. But that is the base point of check marks as to what you want as you progress forward at the highest level, um, looking positionally, uh, throughout the entire thing. But, you know, here we are, guys. It is live period time. Tomorrow we are going into live period. The first time in two years college coaches have been out um, out and able to, to recruit. This, 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 is, this is awesome time. Um, uh, sh shout out to all of the states that are putting on the scholastic events. 
Uh, for me personally, Friday, tomorrow, I'm going to be in Rockville, South Carolina, uh, watching the South Carolina public schools. On Saturday, I'm going to be going to Bermuda Run, uh, North Carolina to watch the North Carolina public schools. And then on Sunday, I will be at Forsyth country day in Winston Salem watching the North Carolina private schools. Uh, so if you're there, come say, what's up. Um, you know, let's, let's watch some players and, uh, go, uh, you know, uh, just talk, talk it up. I know that a lot of coaches haven't been out in a while. I've seen all these players previously. I know, I know a good deal about them. So, uh, you know, hit me up. Uh, thank you so much. Obviously, again, I, over 200 coaches I send this report out to every week. I've been in contact with the majority of you guys already um, about this area as well. So, uh, you know, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get some players seen, man. Let's, let's hand out some scholarships, get some players seen, and, and make some kids' dreams come true. I can't wait to see what this weekend brings. I can't wait to go through uh, breakout performers and all that type of stuff next week's podcast as well. Um, but for now, make sure that you subscribe uh, to the Absolute Basketball Podcast with Jamie Shaw, uh, wherever you listen to it at. Make sure that you rate it five stars and leave in the comments below your thoughts on this and topics that you want to hear moving forward as well. Thank you guys so much for listening, um, and uh, we'll check back with you next time. Uh, until then, I am Jamie Shaw.